I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Well, almost, uh, well, a little more than a year after his surprise upset victory over David Price, Tony Thompson once again scored another upset, this time over a former gold medalist, Orlandier Solis. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people were paying attention to this fight. I certainly wasn't, and judging by what Dan Raphael was writing on Twitter, it's probably a good thing because this fight was boring. Um, Solis apparently just was not throwing enough punches, and yeah, it cost him, unfortunately. Thompson won by scores of 115 to 114, 115 to 113, and one judge had Solis winning 116 to 112. Uh, With this victory, Thompson, at the age of 42, manages to keep his career alive, and he is also apparently going to be able to get a shot at the WBA champion or the IBF champion. And if I'm correct, isn't that... Vladimir Klitschko, because he holds every other belt except for the WBC. I don't know. Uh, but either way, good win for Solis. I'm not sure. Or, sorry, not a good win for Solis. He lost. A good win for Thompson. Um, I feel sorry for his wife. And if you remember what he said after he scored his other victory against David Price last year, you'll remember he was talking about what he was going to do to his wife afterwards. Then, yeah, you can imagine how... You know what, no, we're not going to talk about Tony Thompson's wife, that poor woman. But uh, good win for for Thompson. Moving on. The trash talk for the build-up between WBC middleweight champion Sergio Martinez and Puerto Rican superstar Miguel Cotto is heating up. Uh, This week, Freddie Roach... Miguel Cotto's new trainer said that uh, Sergio Martinez is just a good fighter, but a secondary fighter, and referred to him as a soccer player. Freddie Roach also said that uh, Cotto will not have the same problems he did against Manny Pacquiao, who, like Martinez, is a southpaw, because Manny Pacquiao is a real boxer. Quote, They have speed, and they both have a southpaw stance, but they fight completely different. Manny is a solid fighter, whereas Martinez is primarily a soccer player and a secondary fighter. He's a great athlete, but not a great fighter. Okay, well, if he's not a great fighter, then how come he easily outclassed, you know, your fighter, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., for 11 and a half rounds? And don't look at this as, as, oh, well, Andrew's already picking Martinez to win the fight. No, I'm not picking Martinez to win the fight yet. I'm not picking Cotto to win the fight yet. I haven't really made a decision. But to say that Martinez is just a soccer player, no, that's something that you should have said in his lead-up to the fight with Kelly Pavlik. But after that, after he's beaten everybody put put in front of him, no, you can't really say that he's just a soccer player. No, sorry, but... The soccer player beat a lot of people, and again, don't look at this as me uh, already picking Martinez, because I'm not. Uh, Roach also said that should Cotto get the victory, the fight that he would try to make happen is a rematch between Miguel and Floyd Mayweather Jr. As you know, back in 2012, those two fought, and a lot of people thought that Cotto gave Mayweather his toughest test to date, so... It would be interesting to see how a rematch between those two would go if 
Cotto is victorious, of course. He has to win. Uh, speaking of the Cotto-Martinez matchup, the WBC president, Mauricio Suleiman, uh, that's the son of the late Jose Suleiman, uh, made an announcement that at this fight, he will uh, reveal what he declares the next generation of WBC title belts. You should have known that was coming. If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you should have known something like that was coming. But anyway, this next generation title belt, and I'm not going to play the music again, uh, will illustrate Sergio Martinez, Miguel Cotto, Sugar Ray Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Joe Lewis, and Jose Suleiman. If you notice, if you look closely at the WC belt, WBC title belts, they all got those little pictures on them. So that's what you want, some pictures of some great boxers and one corrupt individual who nobody really liked a lot and most people found entirely despicable. We're talking about Jose Suleiman, just to be clear. And I don't care if you think that's cruel, you can still be dead. That doesn't mean you weren't a despicable person while you were alive. Robert the Ghost Guerrero is finally making headlines. He's not uh, fighting again, he's not in any sort of legal trouble, but he's doing what everybody else is doing these days. He signed with Al Heyman. Um, since uh, the start of the year, Heyman has signed Adonis Stevenson, Lamont Peterson, Anthony Peterson, Luis Colazzo, and several others. Uh, you have to also remember that Heyman works with Floyd Mayweather Jr., Adrian Broner, Marcos Maidana, Sean Porter, Peter Quillen, Keith Thurman, Leo Santa Cruz, Danny Garcia, Deontay Wilder, and every other boxer in the world except for a few Japanese guys who he has yet to sign. Now, let's be honest. Is there a fighter out there who is not signed with Al Heyman? Okay, uh, that goes for almost every fighter on HBO. Well, maybe with the exception of uh, Adonis Stevenson. But uh, I would love to know how he can manage all, all these guys. It, yeah, guy must have one heck of a workload. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully with uh, Guerrero signing with Al Heyman... We can actually see him in some fights again. As you know, the last time we saw him was almost a year ago when he lost a unanimous decision to Floyd Mayweather. So, we'll see what happens after this. And as most of you are probably aware, last night was the premiere of the face-off between Manny Pacquiao and Timothy Bradley for their upcoming rematch this April. Um, I am going to be watching that fight live I spoke to my boss. She has no problem giving me the night off, so thank you. Um, this one was pretty interesting because Manny almost seemed maybe a bit too happy, too smiley face. But anyway, I'm going to play it for you right now. April 12th, MGM Grand, and live on HBO Pay-Per-View, the rematch of one of the most controversial fights in years, Tim Bradley and Manny Pacquiao. But before they square off in the ring, they face off right now. Gentlemen. Am I the only one who still finds it dumb that they have the chairs facing, you know, backwards instead of forwards? Whatever, moving on. One of the things that's um, interesting about talking to both of you is you just shoot straight. I asked you after the fight this. Tim, congratulations on a tremendous performance of heart and determination. 
In that old video from the first fight, you can almost kind of hear Max Kellerman struggling to find the right words to say because you know that he doesn't believe Tim Bradley won the fight. It's just kind of funny. You hear the reaction of the crowd. Ringside, we had Pacquiao up by a considerable margin. It seemed to us that you guys thought you'd lost the fight at the end of the fight. Tell me about it. No, you know what? It was a good fight. It was a good competitive fight. You know, I got to go back home. He went back home and reviewed the tape. As I said, you're one of the most honest athletes I talked to. And since then, I've heard that you eight to four. You won that fight eight to eight four. to four. I scored that fight ten rounds to two for Pacquiao. Just saying. You won the fight eight to four. Eight to four. Still, and I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna sit down with anybody. Eight to four. Pacquiao Bradley won. Pacquiao Bradley won, I won that fight. You're Bradley, you got I'm the eight Bradley. rounds? Eight rounds to four. How did you get these eight rounds? With Kellerman constantly questioning Bradley's scoring, you almost feel like he wants to ask Bradley, what the f*** are you smoking, man? <laughs> Come on, Max, you gotta hold it together a little better than this. I mean, even I won, Bradley won the fight, but if I was there, I would just be, you know, keeping a little stone face and nodding and say, how did you come to that conclusion when there was so much debate, especially um, between us at ringside over who won? How did you get these eight rounds? By our boxing them. He missed the majority of the punches he's throwing at me. Okay. Final CompuBox numbers showed that Manny Pacquiao threw 751 punches, landed 253, a landed rate of 34%. Timothy Bradley threw 839 punches, landed only 159, total connect percentage 19%. I'm not the best at math, but... Now if you say you won, I know that you believe you won. But if you think you won eight of those rounds eight. and that was the reaction of the world, what, do you got to shut him out or knock him out to get the win that you're really looking for? You know, I, I, I continue, continue to beat the odds every single time. I, I don't understand when people don't, they don't believe in me. They don't think that I'm capable of doing it. I'm capable of doing anything I want to do. As long as I put my mind to it and I work hard for it, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And whether you like it or not, Bradley's, he's done that. I don't agree with the Pacquiao decision, however, I thought that his fight with Provodnikov was great, and I thought he, that he did win the Marquez fight even though it was a close fight. Yeah, it could have gone either way, like in some people's eyes, not in mine, I thought that Bradley won that fight, but, you know, you can't fault him for winning, and you can't really fault him for the judging in the first Pacquiao fight. You can only really fault him for his views on him winning the fight. Manny, when he says that, in a way, he's right. No matter what the odds are, or who he's fighting, or how he looks, or what the excuse, at the end of the day, this guy seems to figure out a way to win. How do you beat a guy like that? I have to, um, to focus and train hard, and not like before that, you know, underestimating him. And now I have to Get it back, the aggressiveness. Manny, the only way you're gonna beat me, Manny, you're not me out. And the thing is, I think Bradley's right. And again, don't look at that and say that I'm picking Bradley to win. I haven't made a decision yet. But if you look at the Provodnikov fight, it looked a couple times that Bradley was out on his feet, but he's able to come back and recover and win the fight. So maybe Manny does need to knock him out to really get the victory. That's the only way you're gonna beat me, man. 
If you don't knock me out, Manny, you're not gonna win. I'm telling you that right now. You're not gonna win. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. He said, you have to knock him out to win. Does he have to knock you out to win? He has to knock me out to, to win. That's the only way he's gonna win is to, is to yes. knock you out. You believe you'll be that dominant in the fight? Mm -hmm. I tell him my, my plan this fight is to throw a lot of punches. More than in the Rios fight? More than. Well, I don't know, Manny. Another way that Bradley could win is if Dwayne Ford is one of the judges for this fight. Remember, this is a guy who said that Pacquiao uh, got a boxing lesson from Bradley and then later said that Pacquiao clearly won the first six rounds, even though if you look at his card, it shows that he only gave Pacquiao four rounds out of the first six. So, again, senile, incompetent, or both. To throw a lot of punches with the intention of winning the fight by stoppage. I don't care if the fight will stop or not. And this time I, ha I have to prove that I can still give them a good show. Uh, hungry Manny Pacquiao. Aggressiveness. I don't think people are worried about Manny Pacquiao putting on a boring show because I can't remember the last time he really gave one that was boring. If you, if you want to count the Shane Mosley fight, that was mostly because Mosley was scared during that fight. He fought scared. But, um... I, I think he is right. He does need more aggressiveness. He needs to look like the Manny Pacquiao of old and not just old Manny Pacquiao. What do you see when you look at Pacquiao today? Do you see the same fighter? Do you detect a softening in him somehow? What do you see? There's nothing I can say bad about Manny. There's nothing I can say bad about Manny. I, like I said, the only thing is, is that that hunger that he's looking for, it, it's no longer there. It's no longer there, and there, he can't get it back. It's gone. It's gone. It is, Manny. It's gone. While he's saying it's gone, uh, Manny just has this little tee-hee look on his face like, I know something you don't. It's not there anymore. That's what I, I truly believe that. You know, he doesn't have the eye of the tiger, the is that what you're saying? killer instinct, man. Is that what he's saying? You That's don't have the eye I'm of the tiger. That's what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. Do you still have it? I do, yeah. I, I'm how, do you, how do you maintain it, and why do you think he lost it? I don't know how he lost it. He's in a different place now. It's not. It's not that he's not the same. He's not the same. I'm telling you. Not as far as that. As far as that, he's a tremendous fighter. Like I told you, he's a tremendous fighter. But I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I do not see it. I think I understand where Bradley is coming from when he says that, because if you look at the past ten years, Manny Pacquiao has transcended the sport of boxing. He's an international celebrity. People who don't watch boxing know who Manny Pacquiao is. They'll they'll say, "Oh yeah, that guy, he's a boxer," but like they've never seen a Manny Pacquiao fight. So, he's also made history. He's won, you know, I think titles in eight different divisions. He's become a congressman. He may be running for president. So, that desire may not still be there, but we'll find out. And uh, regarding the killer instinct, some people that I was watching the fight with the uh, the Rios fight with Pacquiao, they thought that Manny could have stopped him. But as I thought about it later, maybe he took him the the 12 rounds to show that he could still go 12 rounds because he figured he would need to go. He's going to need to go 12 rounds against Bradley because Bradley is a tough opponent. I pray for that. That guy gave me that another. 
the fire. The fire, another fire. Another fire. Yes, I, 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 I will pray for that. I like how Bradley said, another fire, as in, come on, man, there's not even a spark. You don't think it's gone? That's why I, I will pray for that. that guy Do you think it's gone? You think it's still there? I believe that. I was worried that Manny was going to say something to the effect of, well, I will leave that in God's hands to see if it's there or not. But no, he believes it's there, so that's good. But I know what Tim means. You came on like a like a typhoon, like you were you were all over fighters and you were young and you had that kind of hunger. Can you still be the same guy after all the success you've had, after all the experiences now at your age as this world famous icon, you can keep the eye of the tiger that you had against Ladwaba when you first showed up? Absolutely, I can do that in God's grace. Nothing is impossible with God. I'll leave the religious debate for another time. But this time I think I, I have to prove and you know, especially some other fans that doubting my capability now in boxing because they're thinking that I'm old. Yeah. I don't think you're old. I don't, I don't think that you're old. I don't think that you're not a great fighter. You're a great fighter. You're a tremendous fighter. I think Bradley may be uh, fibbing a little bit when he's says that he doesn't think Pacquiao is old, but I think he's being 100% uh, sincere when he says that Pacquiao is a tremendous fighter, because he is. But I just feel that it's my time, and that's it. That's all. That's all it is. And I have nothing, nothing bad to say about you, Manny. I just feel that it's my time. That's it. My, my time is not finished yet. My time is not done yet. I can say that. Yeah, you can say that. And one thing that I can say to both of us and to all the fighters those who humble him, himself will be exalted and those who exalted will be humbled I gotta be honest, I'm not big on all the scripture talk that Manny gets into sometimes, but I really like the way that he ended that. I, I gotta admit, that was kind of cool. So, uh, I believe that the 24-7 series premieres next week, and HBO has, you know, listened to me, thank God, because they're, uh, they're just doing, I believe, uh, three, uh, you know, it's one, two, three. They're only be, only going to be doing three episodes, which is smart, because there is only so many times that you can show people driving up to one place and getting out of a car in slow motion. Just because they're getting out of a car in slow motion, 24-7 editors, that doesn't mean that it's important. It just means that you need to pad out your episode. But uh, I am looking forward to that, and I am looking forward to the fight. I'll be watching it live at the same sports bar I usually go to. Should be a good one, and hopefully without any controversy. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us at www.boxingforfree.com, twitter.com slash boxingforfree, be like Eris Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson, and hundreds of others. Follow us on Twitter. You won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and facebook.com slash boxing for free page. 
You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zoom, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.